Right, so this is the first episode of the Creative Hub, and today we've got James Coughlin with us. Thank you for inviting me. <laughs> this is the first time I'm doing a podcast, so if I'm a little bit rusty, then please bear with me. But first of all, no one really knows what the Creative Hub is, so obviously I'm Michael Law, just for an introduction. Uh, I'm the director of Northcore Creative, we're a video production company. We do this sort of thing for clients as well, but I just thought it'd be good for us to speak to creative individuals, people that we work with, um, you know, like James, um, and he's got quite a good story to tell us. So, first of all, if you want to tell us a little bit about, you know, your starting work, you know, go from, you know, what you were wanting to do in college and all that sort of stuff. Um, yeah. yeah, nice. So, I guess I go back to kind of uni, kind of did a year doing business management at uni. Found it more common sense and everything. Wanted to kind of get out of the world, just kind of make money rather than kind of rack up student debt. So kind of quit that. Stumbled my way into uh, door-to-door sales, commission only, which was uh, an experience because, again, back then I wouldn't say boo to a goose. So the good thing about that side was it built up my confidence kind of speaking to strangers because obviously if I didn't, I wouldn't have made any money. So uh, I just got my steps in every day, so kept healthy. But yeah, obviously met some good good people uh, as well. It's where I met Becky, who kind of heads up our commercial side there as well. So got some good connections out of it. Uh, and kind of chucked me in the deep end to learn sales quickly. Did that for I think about three years and then kind of went into uh, kind of marketing agencies because, again, that was where uh, my passion was. I kind of self-taught myself websites, SEO, the technical side since when I was quite younger. Mm-hmm. So finally kind of worked my way through there, worked my way up to kind of the top director level at some marketing agencies. And that's kind of where I stumbled across the idea of a, a reef. And, and now here we are. Reef. So you've told us Reef. Explain a little bit about what Reef is, you know, how you started with it and what prompted the idea of, yeah, I'm going for it. Yeah, so I think we've, we we came up with a nice little slogan the other day. So, so Reef is hot desk in, in hospitality. It's as simple as, as that. What we do, we, we, we team up with some spaces across the UK, be it hotels, bars, restaurants, cafes, coffee shops, and we promote the laptop friendly ones where people can go book in, work for how long they need to work in those spaces. The majority of them give out a free hot drink when you book in through Reef as well to help save money on that side. And and yeah, you can kind of book in with your friends, uh, you can book in with yourself. The whole kind of reason behind it is is helping support kind of bur- with burnout um, and reducing isolation and loneliness in which comes with, with working remotely. I think that's important as well, especially with the last couple of years that we've had with COVID. I know myself, when I first started this, I was struggling at home well, one for procrastination, really. If you go downstairs and you've got washing up to do, you get on yeah. with it and then half an hour's gone and then you go down for a half an hour lunch and it turns into an hour and a half. Or, But I think, especially with what's been going on in the last couple of years, like I say, mental health is a big thing as well. So, you know, especially with us like getting this office, I'm obviously I work by myself, but just seeing people every day in the corridors or seeing the receptionists and things like that. If people come onto reef and then get booked into a, you know, a coffee shop or something like that, you're naturally seeing other people. And that's such a big thing now that you never know what, yeah, what could so happen from it. We had people in, in lockdown, just go on YouTube and search for cafe background noise just to get kind of a bit of, 
people and, and, and socialization in, in some sort of way mm. to get them kind of through uh, a day whilst working from home we're just making that kind of reality now for people to leave the house again help their well-being getting the steps in getting to places uh, on, on on them there and getting out of the house um and and kind of even if it's just them and the staff there's still people around them for that social element what was that one thing then so obviously you started it was it 2019 that you had the idea originally? Yeah, so before COVID, it was basically, walk, I was traveling around the UK, going to different client meetings and was um, kind of getting fed up of going into spaces that weren't, well, found out weren't laptop friendly. So you're wasting so much time kind of moving around, setting up, packing stuff up to try and find somewhere that you can actually get some work done um, and not kind of risk being kicked out in the middle of a video call. So I'm like, sure there's an easier way to find all these laptop spaces across the UK where I can actually kind of book in and get work done. But mm. there was nothing there. So I thought, well, even if it's just to help myself out, um, I'll get a few on few venues on myself and then just go to them and, and kind of get them on. I spoke to a couple of other freelancers and remote workers at the time and they were like, this is great. This is exactly what I need. So I thought, mm. well, if no one else has built it, I'll kind of do it myself. Um, so team up with a dev, uh, dev agency that I've, uh, I've, I've known for for a while so start building it in January 2020 which wasn't the best time to get in with the hospitality sector because a couple of months later it all shut down um so yeah on that note that was uh, a learning curve um mm. but again it was covid for us was a little bit of a silver lining in fact of it made us totally change our business model for <coughs> being come from the individuals and freelancers to helping out businesses who mm. had to switch overnight to remote working or further down the line, at least hybrid working of some sort, but didn't have the right onboarding and didn't have the right tools to make sure their staff were going to be productive as, as much as they could be, mm-hmm. um, or their well-being could be aided as well in some sort of way with some sort of software or tech, mm. which is where we'll, we kind of stepped in with that, with, with businesses to help on, again, supporting with burnout, supporting with, with loneliness and isolation with with their with their employees and then of therefore their productivity kind of rose again as yeah. well. It makes so much sense as well. Like you say, if you I know I mean speaking off camera, you've sort of mentioned like there's a lot of companies in London who will get this massive space that as soon as COVID came in, they were just paying for this massive space for no reason really. You know, you could downsize your office and still have an H you know, still have a HQ, but you know, you might not necessarily need that massive office for you know if you've got a hundred staff but only yeah. 30 people come into the office then the other 70 people need somewhere to work might struggle from home you know if, if there's no other opportunity there's no other you know opportunity to get out there or they don't think there is that place to work from you know they might have kids and they might just have to work from home or that's a choice but obviously with with Reef, there's so much option. It's not just hospitality either. There's hotels, you know. What other sort of stuff is it? So it's hotels. Yeah, hotels, hosp- bars, restaurants, uh, golf clubs, leisure centres, uh, anywhere really with uh, a, a table, Wi-Fi, and a plug socket mm. is a minimum requirement. Again, f- food and drink, because the idea is us bringing money back into hospitality to help the hospitality sector out because they're getting kind of hits left, right, and centre mm-hmm. with, with, with kind of new things coming through. But, but yeah, hospitality is the main kind of focus where we're, we're on kind of spaces with those. I was going to ask this question later on, um, but obviously you sort of mentioned it a little bit then. So I'm a, I'm in the hospitality sector. I've got a, um, you know, I've got a runner, a stack of hotels. Um, what, what's in it for that? 
for that sector. So they're having a look and they see Reef. This is like your pitch to yeah. whoever could be listening. So what? Why should the hospitality sector get in touch with Reef? Um, and what benefits could it bring to them? Yeah. So again, I think it's probably our when we first started, probably our toughest point of of of, of, of kind of getting the first initial ones on board. It what we've done with hospitality side because we want to kind of help that sector out is made it completely free for them to list as many venues as they want. Because again, the more venues they list, the more choice our users get. Um, so they get, uh, they can get a lot more out of it. So our kind of aim was to get as many venues on as possible. So in May, 2022, we had about 20 venues mm. uh, in, in the UK. And then we started getting some bigger brands come into us, uh, which can give us a bit more, uh, power behind getting more and more venues on but because it was free i think they were a bit wary to begin with because right. again nothing's free so it was explaining to them that we've kind of flipped it around so the the, the other side of the the booking platform the user pays for it rather than the, the 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 venue and kind of once they've wrapped their head around that and understood kind of that was our how we rate our revenue model mm-hmm. they were kind of all for it kind of why would you not do it as a as in in hospitality side so mm. obviously it's quite a big thing as well because obviously hospitality there's a lot that goes into it and like you were saying just then you know yeah. if something comes free you know oh, yeah. and it's sort of like there's well what's the catch so and and as well our average spend per user is 17 pound 48 per booking so if that's kind of between two three people for the one person they're going in over lunch what we what we ask for hospitalities is to give them either kind of a free hot drink or discount on food and drink as well to again help the user save money because if they're going out anywhere they're going to be buying lunch nine times out of ten so again big part of well-being is financial well-being so mm-hmm. we can help the user there and from a venue side they see the return because they will come back at weekends in some cases if it's a nice space um, they'll come back with a partner or their friends they again if it's a hotel they're more likely to book that hotel or tell recommend that hotel to family or friends who are visiting if mm-hmm. they need to so it's not just the um uh, the, the remote workers we're pushing for them it's that repeat business yeah um, that they can push on their their, their platform too but um, again it's not again it's not just the lounge spaces we're utilizing they can push their meeting room space We've got a lot of restaurants that have private dining rooms that are now doubling up with us as meeting room you, space you never know it which, either without yeah. looking on and nine times out of ten they're free to use you just need to kind of have lunch with them that you're going to be doing anyway and there's obviously the hotel rooms they can push again a lot of people are remote work and they can work anywhere mm-hmm. so they, they can travel around the uk and if they know they've got somewhere to stay and work in one place it, it just makes it ten, a, a lot easier for them training rooms event space we've got people booking their christmas parties for our platform because they know what the space is like they know mm. the staff by then so they can go on our platform and just book through event space on there too and a big one as well is is kind of dog friendly everyone seems to have got a dog in covid so we push out the dog friendly venues on there mm. so people can go and work and take their dog to work because mm. i mean if it's anything like ours he gets nervous when you kind of leave him on his own for too long so now i can bring him along to, to venues and don't have to worry about that. Mm. Uh, I clean up when I get back. <laughs> well, I think it it just shows the benefits of that. Really, I, I was going to say that before you mentioned the dog, the, the dog friendly sort of aspect of it, is that when you go on the app itself, there's so much. It's not just a you want to book in what time. It there's so many needs that you know. I I've got a car, and obviously we've got the office in York, but sometimes you don't want to have to walk into York or something like that. So it's, you know, I'll, I'll take, um, you know, I'll have a free coffee because everyone wants a free coffee, yeah. of course, but um, car parking is quite, uh, you know, 
a free car parking or something like that, you literally go down a, a checklist and say, you know, what is it you're looking for? Free coffee, car parking. Oh, there's the Delta, you know, the Delta on the on the ring road. Yeah. Perfect. Because I can literally just then get straight out onto the A64 and go home at the end of the day, you know. And, and it, it's important as well because obviously we've got the office, but you don't necessarily want to be there all the time. You know, we meet clients and, um, you know, sometimes we come here, but sometimes it's also good to get out as well. Where where are you based? Oh, we're based in uh, Harrogate. Right, let's jump on the refab. Let's have a look. Manhattan. You know, Manhattan. Yeah. Um, you know, let, let's go and meet there. Um, I'll book us in. Let's meet at two o'clock. You get free, you know, free coffees and things like that. So, yeah. you know, it's not just like you say for yourself, it, it's a good thing to have on top of, you know, having an office space or being at home, you know, you might want not, not want to use it all the time, but there's that the benefits there as well. Yeah. I mean, we're also launching new features. Um, saying you've heard it here first, uh, <laughs> of where you can put in another two locations and it will tell you venues that are kind of halfway in between the middle. Right. So again, you can meet up halfway because again, we've got a lot of, a lot of users now companies that, have taken advantage of the remote working and hybrid working yeah. cultures and being able to increase their talent pool across the whole of the UK so mm. they can get better talent through the doors. But they also want to meet up every now and then mm -hmm. in person as well because there's only so much you can do over uh, video calls. Um, so we're going to create ways where you can pick two locations and meet up in the middle on, on there as well. So, um, again, it just keeps that user experience better. As yeah. well, and just makes it easier for people to and, and quicker. The whole the whole reason is it makes it easy to find somewhere quick mm. rather than faffing about on Google Maps trying to find somewhere. Yeah. Um. So if we can come up with more ways to make that journey even quicker for people, then that's kind of what we're doing. Before we go on to sort of a more personal business stuff, and I've not asked you this question. I've got some questions written down here, but this is just off the top of your head. So you mentioned it then. So here's what's coming. What's next for Reef? Where do you see reef in five years time so everyone when you're starting a business has a has a business plan you know has a the ideal where do you see reef being in five years time so business plan wise we're i'll be honest with you it, it was just there at the start because the the whole thing is you write a business plan yeah, but I uh, i've learned quite quickly that it goes out the window um it's used for uh if you want to get some uh, grant funding or yeah, yeah. <laughs> anything pulls, like that pulls out with the dust off every now and then <laughs> But, but no, we're about to launch into Europe. Uh, we're working with some hospitality brands in the UK that, that want to kind of start working with us in, in, in Europe. Again, mm -hmm. it doesn't cost them any money to do so, to be listed over there. So um, we've got quite a big waiting list um, as, as well. Um, and the US is on our kind of radar to, to launch there. We've Again, we've got a huge waiting list in, in Texas uh, and in New York. So they're probably the first two places we'll be, we'll be launching into. But the plan is to kind of, we got people over there going, when are you coming over here? We really need you. Right. So um, it's also then getting, we don't want to launch there and not give enough time for that. Uh, we're, so we're already in South Africa. The guys there absolutely smashing it mm. uh, at the moment. Wow. And uh, just launched into the Philippines as well. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, it's keeping us busy. It's like you said, though, it's all about your business is dedicated to the customer, isn't it? So yeah. if you, if you know, you could easily just say, right, let's set up over in the US because people need it's having the right, I guess, infrastructure. Yeah, to, we, we can go over there with two venues, but it's not going to help. It's going to help probably two people out. Uh, we want to go over there with a decent amount of venues, but again, grow, especially in the US because it's so big, mm. grow in different states um, uh, around there too. Not only that, you won't so. be able to give all the time necessary. So when someone's trying to book on them too, 
your fo- if your focus is still over yeah. in the UK or you know in South Africa or the Philippines, it's like, oh, we're not getting that again. Going back to that customer, it's the same for a lot of companies. You know, customer journey. It's if you go into a restaurant, it's not necessarily the food that you eat; it's the experience. It's when yeah. you're when you're there, it's being you know. But obviously, pulling it back to to reef, it's being on the app and the user friendly base of it and how easy it is and how simple it is for people to use but then how effective it is for again mental health and that yeah. sort of thing i think after our five-year goal probably at the end of the whole thing is being able to give people the ability to work from anywhere but as mm. when they go somewhere they know they'll have somewhere that laptop for anything pull out the laptop and get work done yeah whilst they're there rather than again if you go to a new city you're like where do i go mm. it's gonna have good wi-fi that's i'm not gonna be kicked out uh, for opening up my laptop uh, which still happens in certain places and you're going to get a plug socket uh, yeah. as well because there's the amount of people where you go in somewhere and someone is sitting at a table with a plug socket mm-hmm. that has probably no technology on them at all that they need to plug in you're like why but with this you kind of get one they reserve that table for you with a plug socket you know you've got to get that for as long as you need to mm. now the most surprising thing for me when we was on there is going onto the going on to the different locations and then in the top right hand corner it tells you the the speed of the wi-fi and everything like it goes so into depth of what the venues can offer yeah because again some people don't necessarily need your fast wi-fi they're just browsing their emails or browsing mm. the internet where as other people need to do a day with video calls um as well so they need to know it's a quiet environment they've got a good wi-fi connection mm-hmm. so it's not going to call if again for you for uploading downloading big video files you need good wi-fi for it because mm. otherwise your day is going to be spent in the whole thing just uploading and one file mm-hmm. so it's just not um going to be what's the word i don't know why i can't with go for a sentence and then try and think of a long word at the time of it as well <laughs> it's just it's not going to be suitable for you and mm. it's just a waste of time mm. um you might as well come to your office or stay at home on your you know because you know you've got a good connection mm-hmm. um so it's a new feature we've just kind of started launching out so more and more venues are putting that wi-fi their average wi-fi speed mm-hmm. onto the platform as well it's important because there's nothing worse than buffering yeah <laughs> if you're trying to get on a website you're trying to watch a video or go through something you know a lot of the stuff that we do obviously we do video so if we don't know anything we go on youtube that sort of thing and look at tutorials if it's yeah if it's constantly buffering or whatever it's just the most frustrating thing ever <laughs> yeah especially now we're living in a very instant world so we expect everything to happen yeah when it's meant to happen if it mm. doesn't that's it i'm probably the worst for it <laughs> yeah <laughs> moving on now to sort of more personal stuff so um you know how it was sort of starting a business because uh we currently produce a podcast called the gab podcast um for gate and bar check it out um and he mentioned something that i didn't really think of when i was first starting um i mean just to go into a little bit of about, about how we started i was working for a company called sports publications and covid it, again it was a, one of the covid you know scenarios of they had to make you know redundancies and things like that and i mean i loved the job when i was there um but i was sort of i, I think when you're starting a business, timing is everything. Um, and when I started, there was no, there was no downfall. If it didn't work, then I was not going to have lost anything. Like yeah. there was no downfall. You know, it wasn't like I was throwing loads. Like usually when you start a business, you, you invest money. Into, I didn't have anything. I just thought 
give it a year. If it works, fantastic. If it doesn't, then we move on. But he mentioned as well, you know, like business is tough sometimes. And when you're at home, you know, if you've got, you know, a partner, it, it's one of them things that the support there is quite important because I think you can say with me as well that sometimes work-life balance is a bit of a struggle. So he was, he sort of said, you know, if things are going really well and loads of money's coming in, then it can be going great. But it's when it's not, and yep. it's when it's not going great and when it's when money's tough, everyone's got mortgages, everyone's got rent to pay, everyone's got bills to pay. You know, what what would you say, like, is, a, is an important thing for, you know, m- you know, maybe yourself? You know, I've got a, a partner who's very supportive in, in what I do, so I've not really experienced anything like that. But how was it for you sort of starting the, in, investing everything and saying, I'm leaving a, you know, a full-time job or a contracted job and I'm going for it? You know, tell us a little bit about how that was. <laughs> Yeah, it was probably, it was probably scary to do. Um, but at the time, I was like, if I don't do it now, then when? Especially kind of coming off the back of COVID at this time, it was um, kind of now or never, really. So mm-hmm. I kind of took the decision to just kind of go for it. Again, my partner's very supportive on, on, on that side. I'm probably, from my side, not great because I'm not really a sharer. Even, even bad times or good times, I don't really share. I just kind of just crack on and mm-hmm. just keep going because I know it's kind of very up and down. So I know at a good point, there's always going to be a bad point mm-hmm. uh, on, on the back of it. So, so yeah, I'm very, uh, I can try and hide my emotions as much as possible in the thing, but I mm. probably should be a bit more open about it and show a bit more emotions on the side of it too. But, um, but yeah, it's very, very much of a shield up, even in, like I said, bad times are probably more so than good times, but mm-hmm. even in good times, I don't really celebrate probably enough. Mm. I think that's imp- I think that's important as well because I, I don't know I, I think I sort of think it as well it's maybe maybe a little bit of a pride thing as well like you don't really want to let like you don't really want to let people know that things aren't necessarily go oh you're going through a tough time because you yeah. want it to be like yeah that everything's going perfect and everything's this and everything's that and I think that's the thing with like social media especially uh, I mean that's my again my personal experience social media is a little bit different to perhaps <laughs> perhaps yeah. reality you know it you know i get sort of some messages who say oh things look like they're going really well they, they look like they're going very, very well you know and sometimes there's difficult times but you know it i think it's like for me my most proud moments of doing this is when things are tough but then you're like the whole covid thing was it was really tough because most people start a business as well, you know, in, in the field that um, it's funny actually. We speak, I was speaking about it with the on the Gab podcast, but um, most people start a, a business when you know maybe when they're in their thirties or something like that, and they've had all this experience of dealing with people in that sector. So if you're you know if you're in construction, you've been working for construction clients. If you're in the hospitality, you've been dealing with hospitality, you know, that sort of thing, and you want to start your own cafe or anything like that. Um, And I think a lot of people think that because you're calling a company, that you're calling because of that company. And I don't, I think that's not, not true at all. You know, if you're, if you're dealing with someone, um, you know, in the marketing industry, and then they have another project and they say, oh, where's James? Oh, James has gone off actually. And he started his own marketing company. Okay. And then they yeah, give you a call. Yeah, yeah. 
Whereas when I started, I didn't have any of that. I'd, you know, I'd worked for the one company that I loved and they actually, we, we still work together to this day. So that's fantastic. But, you know, there wasn't that portfolio of clients who I dealt with for 10 to 15 years. Be- yeah, exactly. Yeah. Before I started, who I could then reach out to and say, oh, just to let you know, or, you know, I've started this and there wasn't any of that. So obviously you went straight into a different sector from what you was in before. What Can you remember like your starting point of, was it like LinkedIn? Was it right, right, get onto commercial direct, get onto... Yeah, well, uh, it, was, it was the hospitality sector, which I'd never worked in hospitality uh, yeah. in my life. So lucky our CTO, his family being in hospitality 40, 50 years. Mm-hmm. So he he was very much helped me build the, the, the portal we have for our spaces on there. So it's had the right things to make it flexible for them, but also they're also very much in control of their listing at the same time. Yeah. And also it's not a big um, kind of, takes up too much time for them. Once it's set up, yeah. it's set up and runs itself. So it was kind of from that side of things was good. But then initially it was just me on kind of either walking into venues, Instagram messaging, LinkedIn messaging, uh, companies on there, a bit of PR mm-hmm. uh, as well to get venues kind of on board. And again, once I had a few of the brands behind me, got a lot easier i brought on Sai heads up our spaces as well mm-hmm. who's worked in hospitality tech before so does have a bit more of a little black book than, than myself right. uh, but initially it was just well, this is the set this is what i need to create i need to go out and do what's needed to do to mm-hmm. to kind of get it working mm. do you find that networking is ne- networking is your main thing now as in like to bring more people in i mean obviously linkedin is a big one for you but how powerful is networking for, especially for a business like you when, you know, say if I go out, I'm selling a service, you know, where it's like, you know, you pay me X amount of money and I'll do you a service. Whereas there's no real downside, is there to, even on your card, it says claim your free hot drink. Yeah. And I'm, I, you're intrigued, don't you? Like, oh, I want a free hot drink. Everyone does, you know? So there's no real downside to what you can offer. So is, is networking your, yeah, is again. It just gets you out because again, what I've learned quite quickly is not depend, not really the people who are there at the time. It's who they also know in their network. So mm-hmm. again, especially in Leeds, we grew our hospitality venues really quick just because I met the people at the these networking events who kind of worked in hospitality. Yeah, who brought up their venues, introduced me to others in hospitality because uh, it's very quite close knit family. Even if you're working in different venues, you kind of everyone knows each other, which is nice. So from a hospitality side was 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 great, but then again, it's once we're in front of people and tell them the idea, they they love it. Mm-hmm. It's just again getting the word out of Reef is is probably the main thing. Again, it's a relatively new new idea. People have been working in hotels for years, mm-hmm. but doing it as a kind of well being perk for your staff or using it yourself more is still relatively new. Uh, it's only really kind of boomed on the lack of COVID. Yeah. So it's educating people about it, how best it works and how it can actually help your, your employees with their with their well-being, but also their productivity as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and another one, we've got a nice case study where we've helped them kind of attract better talent and also retain uh, and help their retention when they've kind of brought us on as a perk within right. the business too. Awesome. So like, if, Say I'm an, I'm a new business. This has got sort of a bit more personal in, in starting a business because obviously you've got a lot of uh, experience in there as well. For me, net, networking, and sometimes it, it's easy to forget networking, and I think it's a big thing. We I've sort of mentioned it. We went to the, the Yorkshire Mafia 
um, networking event last last week. Yeah. And that was like the first networking event I'd been to in ages because we had a busy period. And it, it's so easy when you're in that busy period to just forget networking. Yeah. And then when that busy period is, is finished and there's, you know, the, the project is finalized and the invoices are through when you think, I didn't network in and all that busy two months that, you know, I need to get back out there. And sometimes that can take time. Um, so I think it's important as well to, to carry up, to keep going with, with yeah, the network. You put that rapport and the connections. If you go and mm. gone for two months, you lose sort of lose that unless you've kind of known them before. Mm. So again, that, that's that's something I've again learned quickly is if I go to a networking event, I need to go to more than just a couple mm. and go off often, even if I'm either not feeling up for it. Which again, I'm not a massive networker. Well, I, I don't like socializing as much. If that makes sense, the evening ones are easier when you can have a beer. But the but yeah, I. I, I learned quickly that I had to get out there, even if I didn't want to, and mm-hmm. just network because I know that's where it's going to take reforward. Yeah. Um, and there's so many things that you don't like doing, but you have to do to, to kind of get to where you need to need to be as well. So for anyone who's thinking of starting a business, um, what would be your, can either be top tip or it can be a couple of tips, something that you've found out along the way, sort of similar to the networking thing, you ought to keep going for it. What would be your your top tip for anyone thinking of starting a business, whether it's in video, whether it's in a similar sector to yourself? What would be your your top tip? Cash flow is king. Get a good accountant as well. On on, on that side, my accountant saved me more money than what it's cost me to, to, to have them. But yeah, cash flow is king. If you don't have the money, don't spend it. Again, I we, we were... Meant to be getting a lump sum through. I kind of spent it, didn't come to come through. So it was kind of a risk that we took. Mm-hmm. And in business, you've got to take risks, but didn't happen. Um, but I could have utilized that money probably somewhere better uh, elsewhere Yeah. on, on, on that side. Um, so I learned that quick. Enjoy enjoy the ride as well. Like Sometimes you get very caught up in stuff that isn't going your way, but at the end of it, you come out and it's mm. fine. Um, but you kind of had to learn that to get to where you need to be. Mm-hmm. So yeah, try, try and enjoy as much as you can. I think what you said there is calculated risk. Yeah. It's like, it, it's so easy to, it's so easy to play safe, but you know, everyone invests, it, it not necessarily investing doesn't necessarily have to be money. You know, it can be time into, you know, networking events. Yeah. Some networking events could be, brilliant for you you might meet people who you can you know become a client or or who you work with for a long time and some of them might not be i've been to some way that you and like three other people are like okay great and none of them are kind of your target audience <laughs> yeah. as well uh but apparently you're all their target audience because you're a new person especially um, if they're free and it's breakfast and the uh, bacon sandwiches and coffee and you feel like you're you're interrupting their morning <laughs> when they've got their free bacon sandwich I don't mind it then. It's when the ones you pay and there's still about three people there. You're like, <laughs> this is not good. But again, you, you, until you try it, you don't know um, yeah. on, on that side as well. So it's it's all a massive learning curve kind of running the business. And yeah. you're going to make mistakes. If you don't make mistakes, then you probably haven't taken enough calculated risks yeah. to, to go there. Um, and if you have, well, then great. But yeah, I, I, the amount of people I speak to and everyone's made mistakes, it's, it's nice to hear because well, it's not nice to hear for them, but it's nice to hear because I've also made mistakes that I can kind of relate with them on it. Yeah. But it's about kind of learning from those mistakes and not kind of doing the same mistake over and over again. Well, you never improve, do you? If you're always yeah. doing it 
if you always well even then if you say you're getting it right like that's the best way to improve is to do something and think right i need to do that different one of my my first thing that i did i was with i went on a trip and i left the mics in the office and we was filming on the Eurostar. i've to this day i've never ever forgot mics ever again for a shoot because that was this most scary experience ever but that would mean it was horrible at the time but now whenever we go on a shoot it's a checklist I never did a checklist before it's checklist to make sure you've got everything that you're going to need and planned in. So that failure turned into be a success because now that's just a a thing that we do each time. It's a given to make sure we've got everything um, that we need. But sort of going back to what you said is when you said, enjoy the journey. That's interesting because I was having a meeting with my mentor um, a couple of weeks ago and I was talking so much about what I wanted in five years, five years, five years. And he were like, "What? what's happening now? Yeah. Like, talk to me about what's happening now. And I'd spent so much saying, I want this in five years. You know, I want to build a team. I want this and that. He's, he's saying like, tell me about who you're working with now. What's that client? Yeah, and you don't realize. Yeah, exactly. And you don't realize it's sort of what you said, enjoy the journey. Because if, you see it all the time, don't you? Especially on like, I don't know, like the diary of a CEO or something is when people say it's the journey leading up to it. It's not that part. Yeah. You know, when you were, people say, oh, I miss the, I miss being a team of four or five when we were all going out and we was all having, and we were staying up late and we were doing late nights and we was building something. And when that, that thing is built, not that it isn't fantastic, but yeah. the part that they enjoyed, most people sell up and then they'll start something new. Yeah. You know, they'll start a new company up or something to get that feeling, you know, to get yeah. that feeling or invest in startups or, or anything like that, just to get that feeling again of building and growing. Yeah. Um, I think, it, I think it's interesting. Um, but no, um, well, thank you for coming on anyway. Um, I think, us. yeah. Um, obviously for anyone in the hospitality sector or, um, people who don't necessarily know what reef is and want to have a look, um, where can where can people find you? So website's easiest, reef.rocks, and then you click through. There's kind of options: individuals, teams, or, or for spaces. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a, a trial for, for for users of it, and like I said, it's completely free to be listed. If you've got a venue from kind of one space to hundreds of, of, of spaces on there, and again, mm-hmm. teams we have kind of again businesses of one person all the way to five thousand plus employees on there as well. So it's very scalable, and we can work with. To, to help them on board as well. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Right, cheers for having us.